Welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 of the Principal's Podcast. This is Tom Gamer, Principal of KHS, joined by our two outstanding senior hosts, Uli Tatero and Mikey Sertel. All right. I'd like to welcome our special someones for the episode. Welcome Kylie Moore and Paige Masson. To our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in and sharing in this four-year tradition and production of the podcast. We hope to retain previous listeners, and of course, our goal is to gain more listeners to tune in and hear our KHS voices. So the Principal's Podcast is a way for us, and specifically you as the Principal, to connect with our constant stakeholders, especially students and parents who want to get a snippet of what's going on in the school. This program also is a great opportunity for me to kind of model some of our uh, creative instruction while highlighting innovation, which is, is what this podcast is all about. And it's one of our primary initiatives um, each year and um, supports our current curriculum that's occurring in the hub. A lot of the media classes led by um, Mr. Novak, and I thank him for his, his leadership in media, journalism, and, and communications. And as always, people can follow us on Twitter, either at KHS Bomber Media or at TGabram underscore KHS. Please make sure to tweet us any questions or topics for the future podcasts using the hashtag Principles Podcast. Do you guys all have your own Twitter? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah, I do. That's good. Yes? Yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's just good, like, when you guys get out of here and, and, and move on, um, you have that already established and set up, and um, it's good for networking too, you know, when you're um, either in college or applying for that job. So I, I recommend everyone to have a Twitter and follow me. <laughs> but um, no, I'd like to just, I guess, uh, have one more plug for our main sponsor, and that's um, Mr. James Reinhardt from Gamley Chevy in Aurora. We thank him uh, for the support, getting this podcast started up four years ago and, and really purchasing this um, awesome equipment that we use. Uh, every couple weeks, and and I did speak with him uh, recently, um, and he's looking forward to coming in as a guest and, and getting caught up. Awesome. It's been a while since he's been in the building, so you guys will like him. He's hilarious and, and really good at what he does with uh, selling cars to many people in our community. So, all right, let's move on. So we have two students with us today, both of which do a lot for Kenston, a lot for Kenston, and are two very different sectors of our school. We're gonna start with Kylie Moore, who is currently the lead of the Kenston play, or a lead of the Kenston play, um, is participating- Kenston Center Stage. Yes, Kenston Center Stage. Um, is, per is a participant in the choir. She's the soprano section leader. And overall just has a lot to do with the musical department of Kenston and the theater department. Um, so Kylie, what is the play this year and what is your role in it? The play this year is the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, and I am playing one of the narrators. All right. Um, how has your experience of the show been so far? The show has been a wild ride. It was very hard to get a handle on when to improv, when not to improv. There are a ton of lines, and of course, Shakespearean text is difficult to understand at the best of times. But altogether, it's been a very rewarding experience. I think that the show has really come together, and it's quite a funny experience. I'm looking forward to the comedy, you know? And, yeah. So, like, do you guys, I guess you, you're not involved in, like, the choices or, or type of play, right? That comes right from Mrs. Warpline or, or Mrs. Green, whoever's leading that, that production. Mm -hmm. This is a dictatorship, not a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just so you guys know, um, usually these, 
they bring topics to me or they bring right. different plays and, and we kind of make a collaborative choice. But I wasn't sure if um, members of Kempson Center Stage are in the initial like planning or suggesting of, hey, let's let's try and let's try to do this play or produce this. So but um, no, I mean you can't go wrong when you look at the history of um, our productions and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. outstanding performances every time. We do often suggest, but those suggestions are often not taken. Yeah. <laughs> I will be graduating without Sweeney Todd. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. okay. Then again, that's a very brutal production. So, um, so your role as the narrator in this show, it's you're going by your own name in the production, right? Like during the play, you do use the name Kylie Moore, but it's obviously not your character. Like it's not who you, how you act. Can you speak on that a little bit? Oh yeah, very true. Well, the show originally was, uh, it contained only three actors. They were just kind of improving their way through this Shakespearean adventure. Uh, so in order to translate that into a show more suitable for high school, they had to split apart the roles, uh, make each Shakespearean character or multiple Shakespearean characters individual roles. And the three narrators kind of got isolated within that, which I don't mind in the least. <clears throat> so essentially, my role as the narrator is to use my name and be silly. Okay. Um, so, how have you had any good, like, favorite moments or funny stories from the show so far? Oh boy. Uh, well, most of Act Two has some incredible bits that I'm very excited for people to see. Uh, specifically, um, when Hamlet does the "to be or not to be" speech. There is a bit wherein the spotlight kind of moves around the stage and he has to chase it, uh, shuffling on his knees. That is by far my favorite bit of the show. And in terms of stories about the show, I think that would have to be when uh, one of our crew members had to drill floral foam into the towers. <laughs> so during that rehearsal, every so often the bits of Shakespearean monologue were interrupted by that <laughs> sounds quite a wonderful <laughs> impression. <laughs> that was really good, Tyler. Hey, um, I guess a lot happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about like the stage crew, lights, sound, building the set? It's not just like you guys are just rehearsing. Like, there's so much more that goes into a production. Could you kind of like talk a little bit about some of those roles, um, time put in? I know there's a lot of parents who come in and volunteer and, and do the build. And then, of course, you know, breaking everything down. Oh, 100%. Uh, for this show, the set was a little less intense than some of the other shows we've done. It was mostly just building uh, a smaller tower to go next to the bigger tower. Uh, but we also, we only had three builds this show. So there were only three times that people would come in on Saturdays to move stuff around, build stuff, what have you. Uh, the first one was just gutting the shop and then reorganizing it. So that was a behemoth of a task, but it was very rewarding. It's much more organized now. Uh, but yeah, no, as per usual, we wouldn't have a show without our crew and light people doing what they do and doing it super, super well. So they deserve all of the recognition. And quite frankly, the first day that tech uh, came in and started doing the lighting and the sounds and the mics, it, that, that was when it began feeling like, wow, this is a production. 
it's not quite a show yet, but it sure is a production, and it was a very, very, very cool experience. And I owe it all to the Sound and Crew people for making this such an immense and wonderful and entertaining experience. Um, yeah, that's what it's about, about the experience. And, and I know alum who you know went through Kenson Center Stage all four years, you know, eight productions or more, and that's what they're doing. They're, they're in the entertainment business, doing something. Might not be acting. Some are actors, but you know, they're they're doing something that they had a passion for. And you know, I'm pretty proud that we can provide that experience for our students in, in many different avenues here at Kansas, not just the, the center stage, but you know, how can we provide that um, experience like you're talking about, and then that transforms into readiness whether that's right after high school or after college. Yeah, what, I, what I think is so great about this production is how close the cast and crew is. Um, usually when we have bigger shows, it's kind of segmented off. And we've had that in these past years because we've had double casting and simply more people involved, which it's great to get more people involved. But when there is, it kind of splits into like cliques of different groups who are like forming friend groups. But in this, I feel like everybody can walk up to one another and talk and be friends and camaraderie. Yeah, it, yeah. it feels very, yeah. it's very close knit. Yeah. I really do like that's it. That's awesome. And, and Lily, what is, what's your role? Like, what are we, what are um, we I'm see? one of the actors who plays a ton of Shakespearean parts. So we have the three narrators, and then everybody else is playing like a ton of different Shakespearean. A lot of quick actors. changes. A lot of quick changes. Yeah. So <laughs> character. Yeah. What, what would you say is the favorite part you play? Oh man. Oh. The favorite part that I do is actually the smallest one. I puppeteer a ghost from the top <laughs> of the tall tower at one point. And it's fun because I get to be like 20 feet off the ground in this giant tower, just like holding these like sticks and puppeteering a ghost. It's cool. It's really fun. <laughs> Sometimes before rehearsal itself starts, uh, she will be at the top of the yeah. tower uh, holding the ghost over. And it's a bit like a cat toy. So right. some of the actors and crew members will come up on stage and try to swat at the ghost. It's the right. funniest thing. And I'm trying to like, catch people with a cat toy. It's fun. How are you guys mic'd up in the show? So everybody is mic'd in okay. this production. We're all wearing a mic that goes across the head like that and attaches right at the forehead. And since it's a smaller cast show, I know the, uh, the soundboard team isn't having too difficult of a time differentiating who needs whose mic needs Easier. to be on at one yeah. point. Yeah. Because we're all kind of lined up there. There's like 20 of us. And it's a lot easier than It's a good thing I'm not on the board because I probably couldn't do that. Right, we have, we have very, very talented board people. <laughs> we yes. really do. Yes. Working with Mr. Kennan. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really exciting. And we're starting on Wednesday, right? That's kind of like the final rehearsal with what we call mm -hmm. s'mores. We invite some of our um, senior citizen um, assisted living uh, community that come in, and then and then Thursdays is when we open. It's coming up fast. Yeah, absolutely. Sure is. <laughs> and as Lee said earlier, you guys don't really have a choice in what play you put on. But if you did, what would you say would be the production you most want to do in the future for you? Well, just got one more year. Oh, I do. Ooh. I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not too familiar with plays. That's not really my area of, well, I'm passionate about them, but they're not really my super 
heavy interest, but if I were to choose a musical, Legally Blonde, 110%. I adore Legally Blonde musical, and I think that Kenzie Howell is on a killer Legally Blonde show. Alright, we would. good enough. Yeah, exciting. And speaking of exciting, sort of transitioning to our next guest, Cross Country's Heading to States. This weekend, we have Paige with us, who was awarded Runner of the Year at the WRC conference. So, Paige, how do you feel about returning to States this year? Well, it's um, awesome. It's amazing. Um, last year, unfortunately, we did not make it to States. So, to be able to have the opportunity to go this year is, like, it feels so good. We've worked so hard for this. And... We're all so happy about it. And like I know for our seniors, it's just such a good way to end our senior year and wrap it up. And I mean, we're all so excited about it. We're, we feel like we all the work we put in is finally paying off. Well, congratulations. And it's a huge accomplishment. Um, many times in cross country and, and some of the other, almost a, it, it's perceived as an individual event. Um, the team doesn't. The team doesn't make qualify. Usually, it's one or you know, some like similar to our wrestling team. You know, one or two may qualify every so often. But the tradition that is occurring, you know, with our cross country program um, with Coach Ickes, and I don't know how many years, um, you know, he's made that trip. But this is the second year that the team has qualified, which. Which is unbelievable because I, I never ran cross country, um, but as I learn more about the sport, it's really all about strategy. When when you have um, such talented runners, and I guess Paige, my question is, can you talk about that team strategy? Because it's just not yes, you're an individual running and, and trying to qualify yourself, but to get the team down there, which is seven other runners, yeah. correct? Seven other runners qualify as a team, but talk about the, I guess, the strategy of the race, um, being part of the team, and, and I'm under the impression everyone has a certain role, but how do you learn that? Like, how is that taught, like, through the program and, and Coach Ickes and his other systems? Yeah, so, um, so cross-country is definitely a team sport. Like, yes, there is, like, the individual aspect. You can qualify individually um and it's even harder to qualify as a team but we couldn't have done like any of that without coach Ickes. and i know he's been um a dedicated coach to our program for for so long and he really puts um his whole heart and everything into coaching us and i feel like um what makes us different from let's say like other teams is our emphasis on running for each other and um like we really make it a team sport. Like it can be obviously an individual sport, but we really put an emphasis on the team. And I mean, every time we huddle before a race and we all bring it in and we're saying, we're doing this for each other, we're running for each other because that's the only way you're gonna um, like make it to states is running for each other. And we know we can rely on each and every runner. Like one meet, it could be one runner, um, up in first place, next meet, it could be a totally different runner on our team who's um, leading it for Kenston. So we really just push each other um, during our races. We 
have a really strong um, team bond during our practices. Um, I mean, we see each other pretty much every single day. Um, we go out to eat sometimes after, so we really um, try to create a very good bond with each other. I feel like that's what helps us yeah. to be our best. I think, Lou, like we were talking about the camaraderie with Center right. Sage, you're seeing that also with the cross-country teams. And, and like Paige was saying, like everybody contributes in that race. So if you are the sixth runner, you want to you want to try and move up spots. You might be 40th or 47th in, in the race. And if you can get to that 39th spot, it's going to make a huge difference because all seven are scoring within, you know, a, a number of places. Yeah. And while the strength might be some of the seniors and, you know, between you, CC, Emmy, but, but all of those other places make such a huge difference in order to get that team kind of to that next step in, in postseason. So it's really an unbelievable sequence and um, so impressed, so proud. I think, um, you know, same goes for the boys, which, um, you know, they, they exceeded some of their expectations and, and yeah. were able to qualify. Um, so to, to send two teams down to the state championship is, is just, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's especially great being able to do that your senior year. How would you say that this season for you specifically has really impacted you? Or what would you say it's sort of you're bringing with you from this season? Yeah, so, I mean, this season, um, I feel like it's different from a lot of our past seasons. Um, I mean, this is um, mine, and I know... CCs and a lot of the other girls, um, the seniors, it's their last season. Um, so personally for me, I've just, everything um, that I've taken and learned from running these past three years, I'm putting it into this season and I'm just like trying to um, do the best I can and since it's my last year. And um, from this season, I've learned just a lot about having fun with it and um, when you really just let all the stresses and anxieties go and really just have fun with it I feel like that's when I do my best and that's when I'll run my best um, but also staying like dedicated and disciplined like getting enough sleep eating right making all these choices um, that'll benefit my team and um, our sport as a whole is really important it's very easy to not put in the work and um, get lazy with it, but it is so important to stay dedicated um, to the sport to like see the positive results from it. That's awesome. I heard a, a lot of um, life skills that you just mentioned, and I think that's the goal of any of our, our program, no different than preparing your performance, you know, on stage, you guys are putting in so much time sacrificing, you know, for that performance. And, and really you, you hit it on the head. You just, you know, you let, you have nothing to lose. This is your last race, right? Mm -hmm. You have nothing to lose. Um, and I guess when you're a senior and it's your last performance on, you have nothing to lose, just go out there and have fun, you know, because you earned this time, you earned it. That hard work pays off. And um, before we move on, um, like we are tradition, so 
So we have our drum out later today. So, you know, runners will kind of walk through and we'll congratulate them on qualifying for state. That takes place at um, 2 p.m. So drum line, right? Like I'll be there. It'll be there. Um, and then you guys are leaving. Can, can you talk a little bit about the agenda of the trip? Yeah. So um, Friday morning tomorrow, we are um, having a little team breakfast. And then we will be coming here to the school where hopefully I think um, a bunch of sorry, the classmates and teachers and people from around the school are going to come um, clap us off, which will be amazing. That'll be fun. And then, yeah, so that's kind of a new tradition with, with teams that uh, make it out yeah. and we kind of drive through campus. So so we'll be out in the bus loop um, during second block. We'll do like a brain break. We'll call it a nice. building wide break. <laughs> Unless you, I don't think you shouldn't be testing because it's, you know, uh, right. no test tomorrow, right? Yeah. But um, we'll go through each school. And so you guys will see some of the younger students, which is pretty cool to, for them to see. Participate. Yeah, I like that. It's a really, yeah. really good idea. Um, so yeah, then we're gonna be heading down to Columbus um, in our little bus, and then um, it's a really great experience. Um, we got to go my sophomore year. Every, I know we've gone down for track, so each time it'll be different and fun. And so yeah, we'll head down to Columbus. Um, we have our team dinner. I think at Olive Garden, so we all go out for dinner, we dress up nice, and it's, it's really fun. It's a fun way to get the team together the night before, and then we usually have um, a meeting after in the evening, and we, uh, we did this one activity um, our sophomore year, and we would go around, and each person, someone sits in a chair, and then each person goes around and says, um, like, one positive thing about this person and just it's a really great um experience and it just builds up this positivity for the whole team and where it sets us in for the next day when we race and again like that um adds into all of our team stuff that we do and then the next day we wake up and we head down to the meet and then we run and we Leave everything out there because it's the last last race. Yeah. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Thank you. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and that drum out is later today. But something also going on today is Family Ties Night. I believe this is our first Family Ties Night of the year. It is. We, we run two, so this is the first semester Family Ties. Um, and it's become a tradition. I don't know when it started, how old you guys were. Probably before COVID, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's a great tradition. Um, you know, it really, um, we hope that a lot of families are, are taking advantage of, of important family time and mm -hmm. sitting down, having, having dinner, or doing something, maybe going out to a restaurant or just kind of reflecting on, you know, the year so far and, and kind of looking forward to some of the holidays maybe taking that time and so we try to lessen any stress on our students by you know not assigning homework and right. no assessments on Friday um, you know just so you guys can take advantage of that time and, and it's a little bit of break everybody needs that break you know there's a lot of stress you know for students and, and, and families and 
parents and jobs and, you know, everybody needs a little break every once in a while. So if we can provide that as a school, we're going to take advantage of that um, with family ties. So. Cool. so I guess, what do you guys plan to do with your family ties night? Um, so at least for me, definitely going to spend time with my family. Hopefully we'll get to eat some dinner together because I know during the school year it can be kind of crazy. We don't get that time to actually sit down. And then I know me, um, my family and I will be going down with some of the cross country team and we're all going to decorate our cars for states too, but it gives us a good opportunity to do that. Nice, nice. And uh, my dad and I are planning on, uh, we moved a little bit recently, so right now we're living in a house that has these, this like huge chunk of woods in the back that uh, if you walk in the right direction, it should lead you like straight to one chunk of Ladue. So we're going to try walking through that, figuring out a pathway. I'm excited about that. Like, are you going to cut a trail? Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be great. That's really yes. awesome. And it goes down to Lake Ladue, though. Yes, indeed. Nice. I bet it's beautiful out there. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm going to be applying for some colleges November 15th deadline tonight. <laughs> My family going to be that sitting down and getting all the applications in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, deadlines are approaching. Huh? Oh, yeah. 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 I think I'm just going to make dinner with my family. We don't really do that too often. Like what Paige said during the school year, we all have some different schedules. So it's just sort of nice to take the moment to just stop whatever you're doing and chill out. What about you? Yeah, we're going to, uh, I think we're going to do takeout. I live over in Lyndhurst, Ohio, so I'm not here locally, but about 25 minutes away. Um, have you guys ever been to Taza, the Lebanese place? I have, in actually. That's an Eaton collection on Sugar Boulevard. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do Taza takeout. We love it. Good. Yeah. It's healthy and it's fresh and it's unbelievable taste. So. There's a plug for Taza. T-A-Z-A. <laughs> if you haven't tried it, please go out and have some. Uh, no, so that's probably what we're going to do. Yeah. Really fun. So. So, with Family Ties Night, another thing that brings in family is the Christmas season. So for our Are You Down With That section, do you guys think it's too early for the Christmas season for decorating? Obviously, Halloween just ended. And we're already starting on our Christmas. So when do you guys usually start decorating and getting ready for Christmas? Oh, uh, that would be a few weeks before the holiday itself. <laughs> My family, we don't go super all out for Christmas, unfortunately. It's pretty much just trees and hanging up lights and stuff. So we kind of put it off until we like need to do it. But eh, it works. Uh, well, for me, um, I like to start uh, decorating Right after Halloween, I haven't gotten to decorating okay. yet, but um, my room, um, I have a full, it's a fake tree, but it's a full tree that I put in my room, and then I have a bunch of Christmas decorations for my room. My family, though, like, they like to decorate a little closer to Christmas, but um, I think it's okay to start decorating as early as you want. I love Christmas. Okay. <laughs> When the bar is seeing Christmas decorations in like giant eagle in August, I think this is not. <laughs> right. Um, usually, we officially decorate for Christmas on Black Friday instead of going out and shopping and stuff. That's usually what we do. 
but I know my mom especially, she starts listening to Christmas music about a week ago. So <laughs> it's never too early for her. But for me, I like Thanksgiving, so I'm fine with waiting a bit. Right. My, my family's a big Thanksgiving fan, so we kind of have to wait till that's all done with. My mom has decorations for about every season of the year, and she loves autumn, so we keep those leaves up as long as we can until around December. It probably makes the transition to winter in our household. But as far as Christmas music goes, I've never been much of a Christmas music listener before Christmas, but being a part of the choir is something we do every day. So we started our Christmas music. We were singing it on Halloween. We were singing it right after, what is it, like October 13th? We started. Yeah, as soon as the first concert was over, day after, boom, Christmas music. Right. We got out Carol Bells and all that, started, started rolling with it. So it definitely feels like I'm in the season a lot earlier than I normally would be. That's a little early for me. Um, <laughs> I think I'm more what uh, Mikey had stated. But no, typically Friday after Thanksgiving is, that's a big day for us. We get the tree, we're working, you know, outside lights. Um, we have these um, window flower baskets, so my wife decorates those with, with Christmas decorations. So, um, yeah, but I can't, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready yet. Like, yes. I, I need Thanksgiving, I need to sit down and, and you know, everything kind of has a certain timeline for me to really enjoy and, and celebrate so um, yeah yeah friday after thanksgiving that's a big one for us i, I caught myself yesterday in class listening to christmas music <laughs> because i was trying to learn it for i'm doing a song with the jazz band this year in the concert i'm singing man with the bag so i was i was listening to it in class and i was like i'm listening to christmas music right now it's like it's like november 3rd and i was like you know what we're rolling with it we're going. yeah like a week ago at home uh, in the choir, we're doing a very fun arrangement of Jingle Bells. It's the Barbara Streisand. Right. Um, so I was seeing that to myself at home. I was like in the hallway. My father in the living room hears it and he yells, it is too early for that. Stop. <laughs> right. So well, the choir really has a way of getting us in the picture <sighs> sure a little earlier than I normally would. I, I did listen to Christmas music on my way to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah, I mean, there's never anything bad about Christmas, only happy thoughts usually. And like you said, Mr. Gabriel, that day of decorating with the lights, the tree, it's a whole process. Yeah. So you got to get yourself ready for right. it, you know? Absolutely. Right. So... Moving into our inspirational quote for today, um, I picked one that I think is sort of applicable to really anything, whether it be the play, sports, academics, and it is, to be the best, you must be able to handle the worst, from Wilson Kanati. I figured, especially this time of year, cross country's heading off to states, the play next weekend, already around the corner, it takes a lot to achieve those goals you set out for yourself and to really be the best. You really have to put a lot of sacrifice, commitment, dedication, and it can be really, really straining. But I think you two especially today can agree that once you put in that effort, that award, that whatever you're looking for eventually comes. What do you think, Willie, about that quote? 
Um, I really like it. I think the idea that it kind of ties into that quote that we had um, on our pilot on our pilot episode about like in order to see the rainbow, you have to put up with the rain. It's you really have to be able to handle life at its worst to see it all come through because nothing's truly going to just come to you. You have to really put in the effort to get there. And I really like that idea of, yeah, there's, there's dark sides of things, but they all, they'll lead to somewhere better. Everything's worthwhile. I like you guys. I like that quote. I feel like it really ties into what I feel during cross country, all that hard training that we put in since, I mean, we started training during, August, right? We got out of school. Um, so yeah, all that training is leading up to Saturday, to this moment, and all of our other races too. But um, we've definitely put in a lot of hard work that has not been easy, and we'll hopefully see great results from it. I agree. Yeah, um, especially for theater, it's all very incremental. Like you need to be able to stick with it for a long time, put in the effort. Because especially at Kenston, and I really respect this about the directors, you can be the best performer in the world, but if you don't communicate well with your castmates, if you don't do the builds, if you don't appreciate everything that goes in there, if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get cast in the next show. Exactly. Yeah, they always say, you know, this show is an audition for the next show, and I really appreciate that. It's very incremental. you got to make sure that you are doing it. you got to be prepared to take the good with the bad with this in order to continue succeeding. And I think that's, I really like that quote. I think that's a very good encapsulator of that idea. You gotta wear the shirt on Thursdays. Gotta wear the shirt on Thursdays. Part of the deal. For me, you know, I think um, life is tough. Life is tough for, for everyone. Um, and and there's challenges and there's, there's adversity, right? And we all have to face adversity. And I think facing adversity and kind of getting through um, those tough trials really prepares you for success. You know, you have to kind of fail at things before you can really understand um, what you need to do to overcome something and to and to really believe in it, um, which then you know leads to your work ethic and your um, time management, organization. How much time can I put into this thing to get where I need to be to perform at my highest levels? states on stage, you know, and and you really have to kind of mentally, it's a mindset to say, I'm not going to give up, you know, uh, I need to rehearse my lines, but I have my chem test, so I, how am I going to balance this, right? What am I going to sacrifice on this night to balance what I need to do? So I think everybody kind of has their, their own skill set, and some are better than others um, at, at that balance and, and figuring out what they have to do to reach that highest level of performance, but um, but it's tough. I can reflect. I have many more years on you guys, but um, I can reflect on a lot of things that I went through personally um, to overcome to you know kind of see where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. So right. good quote. I like it. Yeah. So as we close out, would either of our interviewees like to say anything to the audiences? Uh, thank you for having me. Please see the show. It's a very good time. <laughs> November 10th through 12th. You'll enjoy it. All right. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. Um, 
come to states. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Spirit what this bus, is. Spirit <laughs> yeah, bus. Spirit bus. 930. <laughs> Sign off on the portal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when this podcast is coming out. Probably later, too late, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, go on the Spirit bus. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for both of you coming today. I know that sometimes breaking away from regular school can be tough, but always a pleasure having you guys here. And that's all for now. This has been Mikey Sertel. As always, bombs away and have a great day. And yes, I'd like to say thank you as well. It's really great to have student input. I really enjoyed having you two on. And this is Lee Tatera reminding everyone to stay cool, Princeton High School. This is Mr. G and I'm signing off. Remember to get after something in your life. Enjoy your passion. Read a book, reach out to an old friend, accept the grind, believe in yourself. That's all for season four and episode two of the Principles Podcast. Have a great rest of the week.